What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode 18 of Some Kind of Podcast. This is a podcast where we entertain you by discussing what entertains us. I am your host today, Christian, and joined by Cody. Hey. Tim is unfortunately on vacation this week. Well, I guess good for him. Uh, so you're all <laughs> stuck with the, just the two of us this week. Uh, last week was an interesting episode for sure. Um, I kind of tuned in like you all did and realized that Cody and Tim, uh, in my absence, decided to host Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, from uh, our last episode from Final Fantasy XIV in-game. Uh, they talked at length about one of their most beloved early uh, beloved games, uh, early impressions of the new game Returnal, uh, out now for the PlayStation 5. That episode is now live on your favorite podcast services, and if that sounds entertaining to you, make sure you go back and give it a watch. Uh, so this week, we're going to kind of continue that mentality. We're going to be coming to you, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, live from in, in uh, our studios in Animal Crossing. Uh, this is a fun little idea Cody had. Um, if you're not watching on YouTube, then uh, you're missing out. Um, but we uh, will have those uh, this uploaded to podcast services for wherever you watch for your convenience. Uh, this week, we'll be talking about a few hot topics in the entertainment industry, including the release of new Pokemon Snap, Resident Evil Village First Impressions, and this new partnership that PlayStation has with Discord services, but more on that later. Cody, I want to start out with the rebranding of this segment called uh, EXP Grind. So what you been up to this past week? work <laughs> real yeah. life exp grind uh, uh i think i mentioned it in a previous podcast but um right literally like the week before lockdown i was laid off for restructuring and um uh, budgeting reasons uh and then lockdown happened and i have had zero luck finding work in my field uh for the last year uh, but I recently started a contract uh, position with my old company uh, temporarily just for uh, help get some stuff done over there. Um, so this is the first time I've been back to work in a year, and I'm just mentally drained. Yeah, I'm sure it's not fun because you're waking up. You got You're starting your day pretty early now. Yeah, so because I have cats... They need to eat at a certain time. And so I genuinely, genuinely, I generally wake up around like 8.39 anyway, like on a normal day. Uh, but now I'm getting up at 6 or 6.30. Uh, because if I don't, uh, I'll be late for work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's, you know, fun Charlotte traffic. In the morning. Uh, somehow, in addition to all that new fun stuff you got going on, you have found a way to play a little bit of uh, Returnal and the new Resident Evil game, though, correct? Um, yeah, well, yesterday and today. Um, uh, oh, hang on. Um, yeah, screen went to sleep, even though I told it not to. That's fine. Um, yeah, I played Returnal last night and today uh and then me and you briefly started resident evil yesterday afternoon yeah did you play any more beyond that um i played for like five minutes i found the save point and was like that's cool uh, uh, that's enough for today <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah we can dive more into that in a bit when we talk about resident evil um uh, yeah but, any uh, new thoughts yeah. on returnal at all from any more playing anymore with that i'm really enjoying it i mean i uh i hit the third boss this morning and died so that was fun okay. 
there's not a ton of bosses in that game though right i think there's like five okay five or six maybe i'm not sure um i've only seen three mm-hmm. um but yeah i'm liking it more and more as i play it even though it, it is increasingly aggravating to die and then start over um oh. I find that like it takes me less and less time to make it through each biome um, to collect everything uh, than it did the previous time. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's good. Uh, it's always been, uh, it wasn't like on my priority list of games that I had to buy at launch, but like the more I hear you talk about it and the more I hear about it online, the more I really want um, to get it. Um, I might wait for a price drop, but I think it's, it sounds like it's totally worth even the full MSRP value. Oh no, I think it is. Um, it's, uh, it's definitely, I kind of want to just call it a one of a kind. I mean, it is a roguelite. But like it's it's not like any roguelite I've ever seen because I don't I don't generally play roguelite games. But yeah, I highly recommend it. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I I'm sure as you and Tim talked about last week, I haven't been up to a lot other than trying to get done with school. Uh, my finals week has been kind of drawn out into two weeks, um, which I thought would be better, but it's actually worse. <laughs> Uh, so I really haven't played or watched much of anything up until this weekend to kind of give myself a break from it all. Um, I dove back into the Batman telltale games. For those of you who don't know me, I'm a huge fan of telltale series. I was really bummed when they kind of went under, that was a while ago, wasn't it? That wasn't a couple years ago. That was at least two. Yeah. And then I think another company came in and bought out the company and are like bringing sequels to their old franchises. I think something like that. Yeah. I don't, uh, I know that they got bought out or like the IPs got bought. I'm not really sure. Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, like I, I definitely, you know, whatever they do, I hope that they keep like the basic telltale formula that they had going. Cause I really like the comic book style, um, kind of like a combination of like a cool, like narrative movie almost with a, um, a choice based game. Yeah. So, been a long time fan of the series. Batman was always just kind of the one uh, in their, you know, list of franchises that I just never really kind of got around to playing. So I'm going back and playing that now um, just for a little bit of kind of relaxing downtime, playing a game um, as well as an easy platinum. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then on top of that, of course, I've been playing a little bit of uh, new Pokemon snap here and there. Um, been rewatching a bit of community. Um, and then <laughs> Ashley and I watched this uh crazy uh anime like slice of life anime on uh, netflix called the way of the house husband okay it's uh it's interesting like i didn't think i was gonna get into it at first but it's like this guy that used to be like this famous killer for the yakuza in japan like decided to retire and become a house husband it's only like six episodes and each episode's like 12 minutes long so i was just like whatever ashley wanted to watch it and i was like fine i got way too much entertainment out of it than i should have personally uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely worth uh, worth at least watching the first episode. My biggest critique of it was that like they didn't actually like animate it. Essentially, what they did is they took like panels from the manga and then just kind of like like it, it would show a panel and then it would just show another panel and then like their lips would kind of be animated to move, but like like okay. the whole bodies wouldn't move in general. I got. You. I hadn't really ever seen another like quote unquote anime that took that lazy of a route. That's like uh, like League of Legends style. Or it's like, it's like artwork that somebody's like 
manipulated to like certain parts move. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So it's, <laughs> it was interesting. We watched it. I think that was actually last weekend, just a little bit. Um, but yeah. Um, so that's kind of it for me. Hopefully in another week or so, uh, once I'm done with school, I'll have a little bit more to talk about. Well, we all will the, uh, this month, these uh, coming months here in the summer, we'll have a lot of cool stuff coming out that we can all talk about for sure. Uh, moving on to the next part of the show though, uh, I want to touch back in with Metacritic predictions, uh, update for this. So as you all may recall in episode three, we gave our predictions for what Metacritic scores, the movies and video games releasing in 2021 would get with a few of those titles having been released and more on the horizon, it's time for an update. So the way this uh, score system again broke down was uh, if you were within 10 of the accredited meta score, um, you got one point. If you were within five of the score, you got two points within three score, you got three points. And if you were right on the nose, got it exactly right. You were awarded four points. So, and a reminder of the current point standing, uh, Tim had a total of eight points. Cody, you were at eight as well, and I was at 12. Mm-hmm. So the only thing currently to actually give like the official calling for on the uh, the score is new Pokemon Snap. So new Pokemon Snap was released back on April 30th. Um, so it is well over a week now, and it's safe to go and call that it's a score is an 80. And so Tim, had, his official guess was at 85. Cody years was at 83 and I was at 82. So we were all within like almost spot on the nose. What? Somebody got some more points again. Hey, to be fair, I didn't since it's within, wait, let me go back and double check this. Yeah. So it's, if I, in order to get any more points, I'd have to be right on the nose. So we were both, you and I were both within three score. So we both get the same amount this week. So I get three added on to my score. Cody, you get three, and Tim got two. Um, so that brings our totals to Tim at a total of 10 points. Cody, you're at 11, and I'm at 15. So it's not that far off. Just saying. You guys, you guys are still yeah. in the game. You have to, like, completely bomb one. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, and I might, because, I mean, like, you guys pressured me into, like, giving Ratchet and Clank Rift apart. Um a 95 pressure you into anything well i felt bad because i was like well this is like you know one of my favorite beloved series of all time if i like you know if i doubt it for a second then like you know who's that what's that telling about me as a fan so anyway i gave it like a 95 and i'm pretty sure the way our system works is if i go over the amount no it's still within it's okay within either direction okay so never mind Anyway, it's still it'll probably get somewhere probably in the eighties. I think I guess like a ninety-five. So <laughs> that might be the one where you guys can catch up on. Maybe. Um so yeah, and then the next one that we'll actually be able to give the um calling on is Resident Evil uh, Resident Evil Village. Um it's currently an eighty four Metacritic, but I mean it just came out like two yeah. days ago. So we will make the call on that one on uh next episode. Uh, the upcoming uh, games outside of Resident Evil Village uh, is probably going to be Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart coming yeah. out on June 11th for our Metacritic movies and games. So that'll be the next thing to look forward to. But as we were talking about before, there's a lot of movies and games coming out through the months of June and July. So we'll have plenty of talk about over these coming months. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so Cody, the next part of the show that I really wanted to dive into is, I know you haven't played a lot, but you are at, at least out of our group, probably will definitely the expert on resident, all things resident evil. So I wanted to do a resident evil village in review, but since you haven't really played that in depth into the game, I just kind of wanted to get your overall first impressions on it. So like for me personally, I have a hard time keeping up with like where all the games take place because I haven't really played any of them yeah so where does this play take place in the timeline oh timeline um i'm assuming it's like the latest like okay so they're all like chronological like do they all go in order i'm pretty sure they do yeah okay i wasn't sure if they did that like you know typical game franchise where it's like you know three and four are actually a prequel (laughs) and then it goes back to being a sequel no i'm pretty sure they're all like sequential um pretty sure okay and who are the main characters of this game ethan winters is your main character to you play as uh, okay chris redfield is in the game uh you play as him and i think like oh you do play as him at some point no no, no, no. uh in in the games in the in the series you do oh oh uh, okay like in resident evil 5 6 and maybe one i can't remember um but yeah he's a long time protagonist of the series um so i don't like scary stuff yeah (laughs) um it's very obvious having seen me play anything scary it's i I hate it um but i love the series i don't know why um to be fair, I don't think most uh, games in uh, in this in the franchise are what you would call horror, right? I mean, like they've got horror elements they're to them, but they're not survival. like survival. Uh, yeah, like it's classified as a horror survival. Um, and I think you know, had I played them when they came out, they probably would have been. Um, Resident Evil Four definitely had some moments that uh, had me jumping when it came out because i played that on the gamecube mm-hmm. um five wasn't scary five was more of a action game um six had some moments here and there just really jump scares um which i mean you experienced the that first campaign mm-hmm. i never played seven so uh, the the first person thing really threw me off and like I, I couldn't tell if it was even like a a first person shooter or if it was just like a you have to hide from the monsters in the house and it's just scary for the sake of scary and I was like I'm good yeah and so I already forgot even from watching you play yesterday is eight first person yeah it is okay so is that gonna be what you think they'll go with from now on instead of third person over the shoulder I don't know uh I hope not. I hope that it's just this, these cut, you know, the two in this like arc or whatever, mm-hmm. seven and eight, since it's the same character. Um, and I hope they go back to the third person or if like, you know, maybe they'll do first person for new characters like Ethan or whoever, but then like, like if they go back to Leon, it'll be third person. That's what I'm hoping, but I don't, okay. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I'm curious. Uh, I, I think definitely as over the years, from what I recall from working in and out of like gaming retail and everything, um, I think, you know, eight's probably like the most like 
speed that a, a Resident Evil game picked up as far as people being like really excited for it with, you know, everyone really wanting to see the giant vampire lady. Well, I was going to say th- there's a difference between a bunch of thirsty nerds and hype for a good game. So I don't I don't know where this falls into. Hey, I mean, like, as far as Capcom's concerned, as long as they sell the games, like, I guess they don't care. Oh, yeah, no, why would they? Uh, Capcom's um, always been about, like, throwing uh, overtly sexual characters into their games. So, like, it's it's nothing new, but this is, like... What I'll be curious to know, though, is, like, is the character even sexual, or did, like, the world just make it sexual? The world made it sexual. Yeah. Because she's just one of the... Is she the main bad guy inside the castle area? I, I honestly don't know. I they okay. They make her out to be, like at least a main baddie if not the main baddie um Mm -hmm. and then she has her like three vampire bug daughters whatever they are um that i'm sure we'll have to kill each one throughout the game yeah so i'm i'm curious to see kind of where the plot line goes like i said i was i've never been um enthralled enough and, and interested enough in this in the franchise to like actually go out of my way to pick one up or like you know it's, and carry along and part of the reason is like i'm same thing with monster hunter like i missed out on the initial craze of like you know four i think four would you call like the biggest like success of the franchise uh yes only because it's been out on like four or five systems now it's yeah. essentially their skyrim and they're they're re-releasing it in vr Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently they're remaking it like 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 uh, like they did two and three like they're making resident four remake so yeah so what are your overall thoughts of this game uh in comparison to last like i know you haven't played a ton yet but of what you played and what you've experienced through the demos and the trailers and everything like what do you think uh i think it's gonna be really good um it definitely feels like a first person resident evil 4 um, or mainline Resident Evil game. Uh, like I don't feel like it's gonna be you know like run and hide kind of game. Like I I feel like there's gonna be that aspect, but that's in every Resident Evil game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's definitely aimed to be uh more of a bridge between the old games and potentially what they're doing new. Um, so I'm really enjoying it. I I do think uh I'm playing a normal. And I feel like some of the enemies, uh, the difficulty, like, cap on them is kind of high for a normal setting. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not ridiculous. Uh, I haven't died yet, but I feel like it takes way too many bullets to kill the enemies so far. So you're saying that, like, as compared to what the usual, like, casual whatever difficulty is for the game, that, like, it's the bar is kind of raised even for the easy settings? It's what it... Well, again, I don't know what the easy's like, but normal, like, as far as I know, it's, like, easy, normal, hard, and then there might be a, like, good lord difficulty, you know, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like with most of them, like, sure, it takes what feels like too many shots to kill a zombie in the old games, but, like, it, I feel like it takes twice that to kill the enemies so far mm-hmm. in this game. Like in Resident Evil 4, for instance, you could kill something typically 
with like a shotgun shot. Like if you hit it in the head, it would explode the head. And then if it had like a a parasite in it or something, it took another shot, maybe two to kill it. But like so far with these like werewolf things, it's been like three shotgun blasts and a bunch of pistol ammo to take out one. Like it's, I don't know. It's just, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. And I don't know so if would you just say... they're werewolves and they're yeah. just trying to be like, yeah, they're not zombies. They're werewolves. Or if it's, I don't know, you know? So would you say the challenge in like the original setup was just finding ammunition? Whereas comparatively like this one, there's more ammunition and it just takes more to kill them. Uh, yeah. So, and all the resident evil games, uh, for the most part, ammo has been like, you know, scarce. Like it, it's a survival game, mm-hmm. and I feel like in this one, ammo is more readily available, or like the components to craft it. At least so far. Again, I'm only like an hour into it, <clears throat> um, but I found far fewer healing uh, components so far than I have in other games. Okay. Cool. Well, we will, I'm sure, touch base on this again next week, um, even if it's just kind of in line with touching base with the official Metacritic score unveiling um, as you play more. Yeah. So we'll be on the lookout for that in the future. Um, we met, briefly brought it up before um, with, you know, me playing uh, new Pokemon Snap, um, you know, unveiling the, the official scoring that it got on Metascore. And, like, I think it's it's done pretty well. Um, I think some, I'm, I'm the only one out of our little grouping that's, that actually got it. Right. Tim didn't get it. You didn't get it. Yeah. No, Steven didn't get it. I didn't get it. Tim didn't get it. Uh... Um, we joke about all the time, but it's, it very much is a game where, um, by looking at the front cover, you know what the game is. Yeah. Like, I don't like, you can give an accurate review for that game just by looking at the cover. Cause that like literally is, it's, it's all about going on a little, almost disney world-esque ride along through a, a, a biome um and then taking pictures of pokemon yeah so for those of you that don't know or aren't familiar with it back in i think it was 1999 uh pokemon company came out with the original pokemon snap on the nintendo 64 uh and so i guess the pokemon company definitely wanted to revamp that success from back then um and kind of bring something new to the switch hence the new pokemon snap uh, so this game is not necessarily a sequel. Um, I mean, it's, it definitely takes place after the first one just because there's more Pokemon. Um, and then you explore all these different biomes just like you did in the first one. You take all the pictures and then you report them and the professor's like, hey, I'm going to give you an A. I'm going to give you X amount of points. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's fun. Like I knew that going into it. So like I, I never imagined that I was going to sit around for five hours at a time <laughs> playing this game. Um, it's definitely more so of like, a, hey, you know what? I'm kind of stressed. Let's just take pictures of Pokemon. So it's kind of fun to play in passing. And I don't think that my total in-game hours are going to surpass anything crazy. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I enjoyed... So like when I played the original Pokemon Snap back on Nintendo 64, I didn't get it at launch. I got it like years later. And I actually like I like discovered it at like a used game store. And I was like, what is this? Like, I don't even remember the game coming out. I just remember finding it and being like, this is a game. Uh, did you ever play the original? You did, right? Yeah, uh, I never owned it. I never owned a 64 until I was an adult. Um, uh, but my my best friend at the time lived down the street. And 
he had it, uh, a 64. So that's how I played, uh, like, Ocarina of Time and, like, the first, uh, some of the first Final Fantasy games I ever played and Pokemon Snap. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was fun, but we were 12. You know what I mean? Like, I had a blast playing it, but we were 12. Like, it was just like, I got to get the best score. You can be so cool. Um, and then, yeah, that, that that's exact. But the game is literally just, let's take screenshots. Yeah. Um, I will say, though, that, I mean, like, even with that, like, because, I mean, there are apps and everything out there of just on your phone, like, free apps where you can take, you know, screenshots and add filters. Like, it does come with, like, the first-party uh, Nintendo game polish that all games receive by them. Sure. Um, like, it is a great game. I don't believe that it is a $60 value that they priced it at. I think it should have been, like, 30 or 40 Oh, yeah. Um, Max. So, I do think they... Yeah, I do think they kind of overshot it there. Like, they definitely had a right to charge for it. It shouldn't have been free. No. Um, but 60 was kind of like, what are you doing? Um, but, I mean, like, hey, if that sounds interesting or if you've got kids, like Cody was just saying, like, if you've got a little 12-year-old at home, like, this is totally a game you should pick up for them because they'll lose countless hours just trying to get the best scores, uh, catching all these, or not catching, <laughs> uh, taking pictures of all these Pokemon. Yeah. No, I, I think it was definitely like a hey, we should get, like, another batch of young audience into Nintendo, so let's put Pokemon Snap again out. Yeah, like, I feel like this is kind of the same thing they were trying to accomplish when they released Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu. Yeah. Similarly, anyway. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, um, so, I mean, like, I, I like again, I would recommend it if, you know, you're, you know, 20-something to an, an up-year-old, then maybe second guess yourself for a second before you send 60 bucks on it um if it's for a kid at all i think it's totally worth it um but yeah no it's it's great i think it definitely deserves the 80 some score that it got uh it's it's great it's got a great polish on it it's got uh, i think five or more biomes that you can explore which is more than the first i think the first only had like or the sorry the original back in you know 1999 only had like two or three yeah it wasn't a lot um no, I mean, I I knew it was going to get that score, but I feel like it got that score because of nostalgia. Like, I know people that bought that game just to buy the game. You know what I mean? Like, not even, like, to not even play, like, like you, like, fully knowing that, like, I'm going to play this once, and yeah. then it's going to be a, a, a part of my, like, quote-unquote collection. Like, it's just going to, it's going to sit on my shelf and and be there and it's gonna be like yeah i got that yeah um <laughs> i hate to admit that that's me but that that's me similarly to buying pokin back in the day like oh, i yeah, thought the same. premise of it was really cool and i'm glad it's in my collection will i ever play that game probably not no no uh but yeah so i mean again like you know if you want to really see, hear us uh talk about all things pokemon go back and watch that episode or that you know episode of our uh our series um but yeah no at the end of the day i think that it's either going to be for younger kids or for collectors there's not really going to be any other market that's going to pick up this game at full price and uh if it sounds like i'm hating on any of it i'm not if you're watching on youtube i'm literally dressed as older ass uh, ash ketchum <laughs> so like the i'm ash with a beard so like i'm not hating i love pokemon but it's for the 
this game in particular is for the younger crowd. Yeah. Uh, no, and I think we're all kind of in agreement here. We can't wait for the uh, next, um, you know, installment to come out next year where we actually get the open world yeah. RPG feeling in the Pokemon universe. Oh, I, can't, so. I can't wait. It's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, so one last little thing before we close out that I thought was a pretty newsworthy thing that happened this week. So I think it was like May 3rd or 4th. Uh, there is an announcement in the gaming industry that Sony invested in Discord to integrate it with PlayStation in 2022. So I have an article pulled up. Um, it's by Owen Good over at Polygon. Um, so here it writes, uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment and Discord will connect the communication service to PlayStation Network early next year. Now that Sony has taken an ownership stake in Discord's latest round of capital raising, SIE president and CEO Jim Ryan didn't list specifics for how PlayStation and Discord will work together. He said, in quote, our goal is to bring the Discord and PlayStation experiences closer together on console and mobile starting early next year, Ryan said allowing friends, groups, and communities to hang out, have fun, communicate more easily while playing games together. Sony's investment in Discord is made to bring these experiences to life for our players, he said. Ryan said, both companies are already at work on Discord and PSN integration, empowering players to create communities, enjoy sharing gaming experiences as is at the heart of what we do. Discord, a voice over internet protocol communication service launched in 2015, as a December, as of December, claimed more than 140 million monthly active users. Much of its growth comes from the app's popularity among the video game communities, especially on PC, where Discord functionalities as both a permanent group chat and party voice chat. So, Cody, what do you think this exactly means? I think it means that we're going to get a background app to run Discord on our PS5. Like... Um... There are games that are cross-platform, um, like Call of Duty, um, and I'm sure more to come. But I think like Fortnite. since, um, yeah, but it's like since it's only coming to PlayStation and not Xbox, at least for the time being. Yeah. The are they? Do you think PlayStation is going to replace the chat functionality that's on PlayStation with Discord, no. or do you think it's just going to be its own app that's like a side thing? It's its own app. I guarantee it'll be its own app. Um, Sort of like Spotify works in the background. Um, you'll be able to open Discord and access, you know, whatever server and uh, join a voice chat and be able to talk to your friends that are on PC. Whether you're playing a game or not. And that's cool. And like, I, I definitely think, I don't really know exactly what happens. I think the, the funniest thing out of all this is that, you know, so Discord... Um, CEOs or whatever were in talks with Microsoft yeah. and it sounded like Microsoft essentially wanted to buy the company from them and they were like no we're not looking for you to buy us we want a partnership yeah. and they were like well that's not what we want to do Yeah. and so they left and I feel like as soon as they walked out the door of Microsoft HQ Sony called them up and was like hey I heard you wanted a partner Yeah. No, that's <laughs> and so they signed up with happened. Sony uh I, I feel like whether it's six months from now or three years from now, I feel like Microsoft is eventually going to jump on board and be like, hey, this is a cool idea. We need to jump in because if the, it is what you say or what you think it's going to be, and it's just going to be, you know, a third party app just on the console where like, hey, if you're playing a um, cross platform game, you've got a buddy on PC, you've got a buddy on Xbox 
and you can all load up that app at the simultaneously play on three different platforms and all talk together that's like amazing yeah i think that's, that's what i really want to see happen is see this thing come to switch because switch chat functionality sucks oh it's awful um but it, it won't come to the current switch it'll it'll be if if it happens it'll be on the switch pro I don't. You don't think it? So you would think they would release it on the Switch Pro and not the regular Switch? Yep. Really? I do because I, I mean, the Switch is—it's uh, a powerful system in its own right, but I don't think you can run more than one thing at a time on the Switch the way it's currently built. Like, hmm. I don't even know that a software update would it like allow you to run a third-party app while you're playing a game. But with the oh. Switch Pro, they can build that in. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of like I yeah, I, I don't mean, know, like... I don't know if there's any truth to it. Have uh have you heard the uh the rumors that Sony's going to redesign the PS5? No. I didn't hear anything about so that. So, I saw that this morning. Apparently it was a couple days old. Uh, not to change the subject because it, it all kind of ties in. Um, no, you're good. Are you talking about like the UI or like the way the no, console no, no, no. looks? The way the like console the looks form, because I guess the way they built it, like they're running into manufacturing problems, like they can't make enough. Um, so they're talking yeah. about redesigning it um, and potentially making or using uh, new components that would make it a little more powerful or whatever. Um, but it would still just be the PS5. It wouldn't be a PS5 Pro or anything. Um, but, like, I don't know. It, it's sort of... The Switch Pro, I don't think you should look at, like, an upgraded Switch. I, I really feel like, while it is, I mean, it's it's essentially the PS4 to the PS4 Pro. A PS4 Pro could play Cyberpunk and a PS4 couldn't. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I definitely don't think it's, uh, you know, like a instead of going from Switch to, you know, whatever comes next after the Switch. Like, I mean, it definitely is a step up. I do feel like whatever the Switch Pro is going to be is going to be more of a step up than just from like a PlayStation Four to PlayStation Four Pro. Yeah, well, I, like, I think it's going to be more. It's supposed to go good. to four K on the TV. And then 1080 and handheld, right? Uh, I think. I think it's at 720p right now in handheld mode. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's supposed to stay in 720 or if or what, but I know the screen's only going to be a little bit bigger, and the the hardware's supposed to be a little more beefy. So. Yeah. And it's going to be a a bigger so, system. Yeah. <laughs> What's crazy though is that, I mean like I definitely will get a switch pro when oh, yeah. it comes out 100%. Um, why i i have no legitimate reason to get it nope. because every single time i'm like hey i want to play a video game yeah i pick up my playstation 5 controller and yep. i play playstation 5 so i have no reason to actually invest more money into a nintendo hardware other than it's the newest thing and i want it yeah i mean no 100 percent. i feel you um same sort of logic because now that you've told me that there is a a new PlayStation 5 coming out that looks a little bit different but has like just like one or two newer parts that might make it like a millimeter millisecond faster like I'm like oh man 
I kind of want it. Look, I'll be I'll be real honest. Depending on how it looks, will determine <laughs> on whether or not I get it. And if I get it, so like a couple things need to happen. One, the design has to be like nice. Uh, but two, it would have to be like like they'd have to release it with a game and make it a special edition console. Like I don't want just a plain Jane PS five. Like if I'm going to get another one, they got to make it worth it. (laughs) Well, yeah. And so like, and I feel like, I mean, you know, granted this might not even be true, but like if say it is, let's say they release a, you know, newer version of the essentially 1.0 PlayStation five hardware that does run a bit faster and a bit better, a bit smoother, whatever. And it's at the same price point as the launch PlayStation 5. I feel like they're kind of screwing over everyone who already has a PlayStation 5. Well, so I, because these I think, people that are now going to buy them are going to pay the same price and get a better console. Well, so I, I feel like when they said it was going to be more powerful, I don't, I don't even know that it necessarily anyone would actually notice the difference. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it's not going to be like, oh, I can play 8K now natively or something like that like it's not going to be a pro version of the console it's just going to be like instead of using whatever amd chip they're currently using they're going to use like the next model because it costs the same as it did when they made it originally with the old Mm. the older chip you know what i mean like it's not Okay. Well then, yeah, I think if it, if that is the case then, and it's not a noticeable difference and it's not a like limited edition console, I think I'll be able to convince myself to wait until there is the limited edition console yeah. and then just getting like whatever the pro is or whatever down the line. Right. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think it's going to be like they, it would be, like you said, it would be really dumb for a company to do that. Like, Hey, I know you all just bought the PS five, but here's the PS five for the same price and it's better. Like I, I doubt yeah. that highly, and and nothing's been confirmed either. Right now, it's just a rumor out of Sony. Like they confirmed, like that it has been difficult for them to mass produce the PS5 lately. Yeah, and I mean, in their defense, I think it's hard to manufacture anything right now. Yeah. Like I mean, I think even Microsoft, despite having a very like simplistic design for the Series X, um. I mean, or I mean, even outside of technology, like I know, like I was talking to my sister the other day and they're trying to install like a fence and like, there's a shortage of wood. Like, yeah. I think there's just so much shortages of just everything across the board that it's hard for anyone to actually create anything at the moment. There's a chicken shortage. So like <laughs> it all just kind of sucks right now. And I, I feel for all of them. Um, yeah. But anyway, not to pull us back onto what we were talking about. Um, the discord app. I uh, I would love for it to come to the Switch, but I just truly don't see it happening on the current Switch. No. I, I just don't think it's... I don't think it can handle it. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, I could even see it being a thing, because, like, right now, the dock for the Switch is essentially... Uh, I mean, that's all it is, is just a dock. All yeah. it is is just, you know, a port that then plugs into your TV that routes it and semi-boosts the graphic capabilities. But I think that might also just be the TV That's, doing that. So it's it's the console doing it. The console has the ability to output 1080. Um, the screen on the console can't. Yeah. So it's like, it's a 720 screen that's getting a 1080p signal, but it can't put out 1080p. But if you plug mm. it into a, a proper HDMI cord, which is all the dock is, uh, it can output that 1080p 
But I wonder since like you're already having to dock your switch onto, you know, a dock to get it to play on your TV, like if they could do something of like a, hey, here's this updated dock. If you up if you put your switch in here, this like enhances its capabilities to where like it can do more things on the TV version. It it would be uh, a four hundred dollar system. You think even if they just sold like the dock like by itself? Uh knowing Nintendo I could see them doing that because I mean they sold the charger for the three DS separate from the console. Yeah. Um but again I don't think it would happen until the Switch Pro. Like they would yeah. they would have to consciously build it into the Pro to be like um you know like it works just fine, but if you plug it into this special dock that we just made, um then you know, it can run at 120 frames a second and 4K native with ray tracing or some nonsense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I guess the, my big perspective on it is that like, if they do come out with a, you know, or not if, when they come out with a switch pro and it, if it does have these extra capabilities that like, you know, anybody above the age of 14 is going to be interested in. And a majority of the world already has a switch. I can't imagine them being like, Hey, we're going to miss out on a huge market if we don't put something out there that co- even if it is overpriced that boosts the current tech to somewhat be on par with the new tech. Yeah, I I just feel like that's not Nintendo's thing. Like they're just going to put it in the console. Like if it's not in the console then they're not going to do it. Yeah. Like <laughs> Nintendo's never been I feel like in Nintendo's eyes they're never they've never been a competitor to pc sony or xbox yeah they've never they've never tried to compete and when they released the switch even though they weren't trying they still won yeah and i recall now that you said that like when they i mean like you know of course the ds's life cycle was never ending but when they came out with the new 3ds there were certain titles that could only run on the new 3ds and even if you had a 3ds and if it wasn't the newest newest model you couldn't play the game yeah so uh i think part of that was the 3d technology and it being more complicated than a software update yeah um and yeah I, i really feel like that's what it came down to but um i wouldn't put it past them for a switch pro and be like yeah this game only works for the switch pro i mean it's a way to sell new hardware i mean like if you've already made yeah. all the money you're going to make off of the switch which i'm sure at this point they pretty much have if, like anyone who wants a switch probably has a switch yeah um, um it's a way to drive in new consumers or you know recycle old consumers that already have a switch and like us will totally buy the next model for no reason yep uh, yep so any final thoughts man um, I mean, I, to the Discord thing, I think it would be amazing, especially considering uh, me and Tim are back into Final Fantasy fourteen, and would love for you to join us again. Uh, but hey, to be fair, I did download it, and you yeah, you, you outfitted me with new gear, and I outfitted you with new gear, and then you didn't turn it back on. Um, still installed. I haven't deleted it yet. You're not subbed. Your, your trials probably run out. You think? 
think I thought it was like 30. Was it 30 days? Maybe it was a week. I thought it was like anyway, a week. continue on with what you were but talking anyway, about. Anyway, <laughs> um, for people that are playing that game, uh, a lot of people are, you know, split between the PS4, PS5, and PC in that game. Um, so, like, the free company I'm in, you know, they, they use Discord a lot. And to be able to just hop into the Discord from my PS5, if, you know, we're trying to do something or whatever, that would be super convenient as opposed to, like, hang on, let me turn my computer on or let me let me grab my laptop or my phone and figure out which headphones work, like... I mean, that would be amazing just because playing, I mean, back from, you know, of course, when I was playing it full time with you guys, the having to pull out the keyboard on the PlayStation and trying to type at the speed of a PC player also playing the same dungeon as you, it just never worked because yeah. like I would have to grab the keyboard and by the time you grab the keyboard got in front of you, Adria was connected and like typed out a sentence. They had already typed like an essay in the chat box. Yeah. So having Discord in there would, uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. That'd be amazing for um situation just like that that can be pretty cool other than that i got nothing um oh wait no no yeah i do um so because i'm working again for anyone that cares that's watching or listening uh i know we said we were gonna do a lot of resident evil content um yeah life happened so that's probably not uh this podcast is probably gonna be the only thing that happens like realistically for a while i might throw some gameplay up here and there and i'm sure when ratchet and clank comes out uh, I'll, I'll help christian with uh some editing and stuff and i'm sure you'll, you'll want to put some ratchet and clank content up yeah for sure but no I, i'm with you i think for the time being i think instead of being some kind of entertainment it's going to be strictly some kind of podcast yeah some kind of entertainment will be there like i i still have some returnal videos that i'm going to put up i mean there's no con commentary it's just it's just gameplay. Um, you know, I'll I'll put those up here and there and you know, we might do something fun like this or we might stream something and that'll pop up. But like it's not gonna be a regularly scheduled uh gaming content like we did starting out. All right. But it is what it is, and as everyone's experienced with this past year, you know, even if you think you know what's gonna happen, you don't. Yeah. So yeah. But we will, uh, we promise to upload content um, as we can, uh, as life um, allows us to. <laughs> yeah. And keep you guys up with as much information that we can provide you with about the entertainment industry. Uh, so, Cody, I actually think that you're up again next week to be host. Do you know what you're going to chat about? Stuff. <laughs> Stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, okay. uh... TBD. TBD, because, you know, these are so well thought out and planned, and I definitely haven't pulled episodes out of my butt. Oh, yeah. Totally not. I totally didn't piece this together minutes before we started. Uh, what hap- What is anything coming out this week? Uh, no? Uh, no, but, I mean, like, you, since you haven't played much of Resident Evil yet, I mean, like, by th- that point, you'll play it a bit more, so we can talk more about that. Yeah, a whole hour more, yeah. Um. <laughs> Also, um, I think, I don't know if it's, I think it's this next episode. Tim will be here in person with me. Oh, cool. I think. I think that's how we're doing that. Okay. Because um, um, I, I, I will he, say he'll be in Charlotte at some point soon. Okay. Yeah. So like this next Friday is the 21st, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. So it's either it's either going to be this one this weekend or no, this weekend is not the twenty first. Next weekend. God. Yeah. Next weekend is the twenty first. Uh, this weekend's the fourteenth. Anyway, we can talk about this off air. We can. Play. <laughs> We're uh, no, no, I'm sure. I'm sure people are so curious. Uh, anyway, we're we're both tired and we're kind of out of it, so yeah. excuse us, guys. Uh, anywho, uh, so yeah, next week's episode is TBD. We will let you all know. Uh, that's gonna wrap up this week's episode of some kind of podcast. Please make sure you like, share, and subscribe, and leave a comment below. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at SKO Entertainers, or visit our website www.skoentertainment.net for more information. I would say check out our Twitch channel, but probably don't because there's not much on it right now. <laughs> Again, like we said before, we'll get back to it. We promise. Uh, but finally, don't forget to join us next week because even on the best of days, we all need some kind of entertainment. Thanks. Thanks, guys.